It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Welcome, everybody. Ears up podcast. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> My cat is showing Beverly her good side. <laughs> cat booty. Yeah, right right All up in the grill, in dude. Face. Yeah, well, you know, that's what happens here on Ears Up Podcast. I, I need to adjust my volume. And she's sitting <laughs> on the Which one is it? I think this number one? two. This one? No. Just stop. It's fine. Well, you'll Whatever. figure it out. Well, now that the music's not playing, it's fine. Music is playing. <laughs> it's not playing. <laughs> I'm not as loud. Maybe the maybe the headphones aren't the problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Problem. Maybe it's what's between the headphones. There's nothing <laughs> between the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have a good show for you guys today. The history of Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island. I'm actually really excited about this one. I am as well. I'm so Taryn's like, I don't really think there's going to be a lot. I'm like, there's yes, there's going to be a ton. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm excited. And don't you have something going on today, Terrence, too, or not? I'm doing the history. Uh, no, I'm doing uh, what's what we call uh, she gone, she gone, she gone. So something that used to be in uh, the Disneyland resort area that is no longer there. Okay, yeah. Terrence's you know, segment she gone, she gone. You know what we should do is get that uh, 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 that clip of the uh, Hollow Notes song. She's gone. Oh, that's what they say? Yeah. She's gone. She gone. She gone. She gone. Oh, speaking of that. <laughs> they don't say talk. she gone. They oh, actually, she, yeah. She gone. Um, on the way here, we talked about this a little bit. On the way here, the uh, famous Toto song, the one that everyone knows. Yes. All of So we get to the uh, the the crescendo of the song. Mm. They're in the chorus. We're ready to go. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my homegirl, Bev, to be belting it out with me. And for some reason, something in my head says... Pull back a little bit, Terrence. Just pull back and listen. Just pull back and listen. Okay. And I realize that she is singing, I guess it rains down in Africa. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does rain. I guess it I'm not yeah. wrong. I'm not wrong. Well, you're not wrong that you guess it rains. You're wrong about the lyrics. I, you're wrong about- I mean, yes. probably. Can, yeah. In that context, you were incorrect. Yes. Um, did, that reminds me of Terrence's uh, famous, to me, mm-hmm. gaff. Or uh, misinformation that she was been delivering for years on the Huey Lewis and the News banger. I want a new drug. I think we've talked about it on the show. I can't remember, but she okay. always thought it was. I want a new truck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that song. What? I want a new, new drug. drug. One that yeah. won't make me sick. Do yeah. do do. One that won't maybe ba 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 and a do but do but do thick. <laughs> I probably heard that song. I don't. I didn't think. I they, want a new drug. I don't think they said drug or yeah. truck but i certainly didn't think they said drug well it's literally the song title so there's that yeah <laughs> well, but also what how much sense does i want a new truck, truck one that won't make me sick how much sense does that make motion sickness oh. it makes total sense I, f- I forget that you you know what you're like uh professor finkelstein and <laughs> the unnamed creation at the end of uh night before christmas with you and taryn yeah. Now we'll have conversations worth having. Uh, and you put a brain in Taryn's head. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Half a brain. Uh, yeah, I can. You know what? When we do our live show next year, I don't know if we're going to happen. We, we, should, do, we should do a, a um, 
a condensed version of Nightmare Before Christmas with us acting the parts, and that'll be... I like it. Yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> I like it, too. Well, I apologize to anybody trying to tune in live. Um, chat's working fine. Chat's working fine, fine right now. Fine. But it, So YouTube changed their policies, or it's the, the feds made the YouTube, whatever. But as a, as a content creator, we have to determine if our channel is for kids or not. And what I did is I selected, of course, it's for kids. My, yeah. The point of the whole, the whole show, the whole thing here is that you can listen with your family, and we're not going to say S-words or T-words or whatever. Most whatever of us won't. Most of us won't. Well, that's what the secret show's for. Right. We get it all out. And so I didn't know. So I'm like, well, of course it's for kids. Why wouldn't it be for kids? But apparently what I didn't... Was she farting? She farted. Yeah, cat that's fart. That's gross. The older she's hot. getting... Yeah, dude, she she bangs him out. <laughs> Damn, I mean, dang. Yeah, well, and also going back to what I just said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, what the good thing about the cat is uh, that uh, she just it it's like uh, she doesn't let you know that she did it. No, she fweeped that out real fast. Yeah, but <laughs> fweeped. Fweep. It's a little Fweep. little fart sound. Fweep. <sighs> Taryn. Yeah, you know what I love about we're doing the show? We're two for two now, man. <laughs> I didn't know that we were alive. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, yeah. And, and actually, this is perfect timing because I'm talking about how how uh, we're going to give Taryn a second here. She just got scratched by the cat. She's got clawed, not yeah. scratched. That was rough, like, dude. ripped my pants. Like... You ripped your pants? Welcome, Taryn. Here, let me move. Anyways, so make a short story long and really boring and no one cares anymore. But a YouTube made me decide, okay, it's for kids. But apparently what that does is if you have a live event, it, there's no chat room. It disables the chat. And that's Stupid. the whole point of us yeah. having a YouTube channel. So we can talk to you guys and you can talk to us. So yeah. anyway, it's all working now. Thanks to, to big shouts to Thomas, dude. Yeah. Uh, putting in some work and telling your boy that uh, that doesn't work and we figured it out. Uh, Good job. Real quick, yeah. just something, just a quick shout out to uh, Ryan, who is in the parks no. and also in the chat. So he's really? the one from Colorado that wrote in, um, I forgot how many months ago it was, but he was asking about stuff to do. He, I think, believe his uh, fiance had been to Disney World a ton of times. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's talking about, you know, oh, what yeah. do we do, beer and stuff like that. He's in the parks right now, but he's also decided to listen to Ears Up while he's in the parks. Well, Ryan, yeah. that's a great You're time management. Good job. Sorry, Thomas. You've been dethroned as uh, as uh, you know boss hog of the show today. It's Ryan now. Actually, you guys can share it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, and also, just to throw this out yeah. there, just because we were talking about misheard lyrics as well, this is actually the best one I've ever heard. I just read it. This is the best one I've ever heard. It's from uh, our good friend Melissa, who's in the chat. Yeah. From the song You Oughta Know by, uh, by Alanis Morissette. She thought it said... Uh, the cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. Like, a cross-eyed bear. Cross-eyed bear. Cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. What's the what's the lyric? Cross-eyed bear. The cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. Oh, not the cross-eyed bear. Oh, it's a pretty good one though. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> that is pretty good. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Now that Taryn's here, we can get things going. We have the history of Tom Sawyer's Island or something. I don't know what it is, but before we get to the show, you can find us on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Pinterest. Any feedback on the show goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions goes to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi to Bev and anything else comes to me, Jason, earsup-podcast.com. What's everybody whispering about? We're what are you guys whispering about? 
Don't what are you guys whispering about? about? Don't worry about, about you. It's distracting. It's about you. Hear it. It's oh, about you. Okay, well, good. There you go. I like There's that. There's a Taylor Swift song, and she says, I got a long list of ex-lovers, and I always thought she said, I uh, got a lovely Starbucks order. Or something no, you like didn't. That. Yes, I did. It sounds like she says they've Starbucks. Done a, they've done a uh, study on it. It sounds like she says, Starbucks I got a long list Starbucks lover or something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah. All right. We're, Patreon well, we people listening live, it. we're going we're gonna to figure it out on the page, on the secret show we're going to play, because I can't play here. We'll get dinged. Yeah. Uh, Taryn, do we have feedback? We have one. Yes. One small one. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. This is from Brent. He says, hey, guys. Uh, no. He says, that's not what he said at all. He doesn't say hey guys um, at all. He says, hey, have you guys ever done a show on beer at Disneyland? We're going in September. Yeah. Brew strong. Yeah, uh, so he's a, a brewing network yeah. guy. Um, we have not sort of, kind of, we have. We used to have Mouse Brew yeah. on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now we don't really have anybody. We do have Eric from Conti Ears. Yeah. Um, and he does a blog, a drinks blog, but we don't yeah. do a proper show because it sort of changes all the time. Yeah. And there's really nothing to talk about, like because we thought about it. Terrence and I talked about it for yeah. a long time, and it's like, well, what do we say? You can get beer here and here and here, but you already know that, and you just yeah. look at the app. So I always found that I didn't have anything interesting to say about it. So I, we haven't done a proper show yet. But I think we, there's a blog. Yeah. Go to uh, earsup-podcast.com, and Perfect. then uh, on the blog, it drinks. And Eric does a really good job talking about all the, the lovely drinks you can buy. Yeah, well, I mean, I have suggestions of places that are better to go than others, but you're right. I mean, it's a, them. It's Let's a go. Real, Let's talk about um, it. I think... That well, my favorite place in the entire parks, all the parks to get beer is at the uh, Sonoma Terrace. Yeah, for Fav- sure. Yeah. Favorite place to go. See, but here's it's the, the thing. best selection. Last yeah. time, selection. last yeah. time we went, there was a line stretching from the counter to the benches. Yeah, that's which if you've ever been there, that's, that's a insane. good thirty feet or something like that. I don't know. So the only other time I've actually seen a long line there was when we were there for our hundredth. It was. Um, I believe it was all of us and Jeremy, uh-huh. and we went there for a beer. And the problem is, is in that area. Since oh, it's, yeah, it was also yeah, yeah, the yeah. food thing. Well, it was not only the food thing, but they had the AP thing. They had the yes. AP where you special. go to to get your badge. Exactly. This line was longer than that, bro. Really? It was a, d- a direct yes. shot, and it was like we were walking by. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, wow, uh, I'm not gonna wait in line for five minutes to pay eleven dollars, yeah. for a beer. No, I completely. Agree I'm sorry, with I'm you, not yeah. gonna do it. So, I agree with you. Still, best selection uh, yeah, bottles sure. and draft there. Um, they have I, good wine, too. They do have good wine. That's true. Um, I guess Ballast Point is craft now-ish. Yeah. I, I just never is. really like I never liked their yeah. beers, so I just I don't, don't like really their hot profile at all. I don't like the hot profile of, yeah. of Ballast Point beers, but um, the actual building, like it, it looks rad. It looks great. It looks rad. I was never going there. Uh, you know what? You know what I realized, and Taryn discovered this last time we went. You can mobile order from the Carl Strauss truck. Yes, in Pacific Wharf. Yes. I did not know that. I love that. <laughs> you can also mobile order um, what, whatever the Mexican beer they have at, at the the Mexican restaurant there in mm-hmm. Pacific Wharf. You can mm-hmm. just order mo- mobile order that. Yeah. Well, I and no I would even, I would suggest even getting in line and mobile ordering. <laughs> Get double and dipping because. Sometimes the line's going to move faster than the yeah. app, and sometimes the app's going to move faster than the line. So then yeah. you're there you go. you're covered. Taryn's like the person who has the Lyft app and the Uber app up at the same time. Heck Which one? Yeah. Can you get oh my first? gosh! Yeah, you have to do that. Sometimes one of the one is surging. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, absolutely right. So anyway, I hope we uh, helped you. Actually, someone I forget. Actually, it was the the, the guy who Jeremy and I met. At, um, he's local to us. 
when Jeremy was here. He wanted to know, he's apparently now has celiac disease. He was just diagnosed. Oh. So he wants to know if there's gluten-free beers at the park. And I don't think that there are, but then again, I don't look for those, so I don't pay attention, so I have no idea. So if anybody out there in chat land, maybe Ryan, if you want to go poke around for a second... Um, do, yeah, do me a favor. Take 20 minutes to do the circle tour and look for gluten-free beers, dude. If not, you're not a real fan. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think there are, but I feel like if there were, it would be... If there was ever a place that was going to have a gluten-free beer available, it should be Disneyland. Because it's L.A. That's the, That was well, my exactly. thought. That was my thought. Is it's, it's This is L.A. I'm surprised they don't have kombucha on tap. Uh, yet. Right. Nah, son. No. <laughs> no. Uh, literally, no. If you want to support the show, etsy.com slash cover. Uh, etsy.com slash shop slash coveers. And what I did the other day is I pulled off everything off the store, all the shirts, everything off the store, and I put only a couple of back. So we have a couple of back. I put the couple of back. <laughs> um, it's, it's the tracksuit. We have the Churro Castle. I haven't gotten there yet. We have the, the Churro so Castle crazy. sweatshirt. We have the Christmas show shirt, which nice. is on sale now. Okay, okay. I mean, I lowered the price. It's not really on sale, but it sort of is, but I don't know how to do that, so I just lowered the price on everything. Okay. Um, the shirt that Taryn designed, which is uh, it says, I'm here to change the world, and it has a little um, the 3D glasses that you got at EO, which is, mm-hmm. is kind of cool. And then the uh, Pirates and Mansion skateboard t-shirt, the Skater Die theme t-shirts. Nice. Those, that's it. Everything else is in the vault, and we will unlock it eventually, mm-hmm. so pay attention if you want something, pick it up because you never know when it's going to go back in. Beverly, go ahead. So the shirt that you have on. Oh yes, it's the. This is it. Pirates and Mansion. So that's a skater thing. Skate yeah, or die. Yeah, skate yeah. or die was like an old like eighties skater I, thing. And I so literally I took, I got think the font. that we talked about this last time yeah. because I think you show. asked the question last time. Probably because yeah. I feel like the font is like Star Wars font. Like that's what I see. Um. Yeah. A, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so that's the shirt. Um, since Taryn mentioned it, I'm a tracksuit guy now, I think. Bro. I think I'm a tracksuit guy. Broski. What do you think? I mean, look, Broski. honestly, like, tracksuit. Uh, oh, dear. So, number one, you need to get right? some shell toes to rock with that, with the fat laces. Yeah, but and then yeah, you're but good. I don't want to do that, necessarily, but I'm just, I'm like... So we went to the outlet malls. We messed up the outlet malls the other day, dude. We went <laughs> and we're just amazing. like, hey, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go to the van store. Let's go to the coach store. Right. It was my birthday. Yes. Yeah. So we kind of, we did some damage, yeah. bro. And it was it was pretty fun, actually. I've never done that. Just but eh, whatever. Who cares? We're already in debt from yeah. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. It was What's like, another uh, $100,000? <laughs> so we bought four cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, and I've always wanted to kind of do a tracksuit thing. And so we went to the Adidas store, and I, I put it on. I was like, oh, my God, I look like I'm 55. <laughs> you need a thick gold chain. I, tell thick me about donkey it. donkey rope, bro. But what, <laughs> LL Cool J. <laughs> there you go, but bro. What, but what I, like about the, what I like about these is that it has, like, the, the um, elastic tapered. at the bottom, so it's yeah. tapered. Yeah. And, and the style for that is just a little shorter than you would normally wear. Yeah. So you can still rock cool socks. Yeah. So then I'm not so much of a dad. I'm just a cool dude. At what point are you going to transition from okay. this to just gray sweatpants? <laughs> well, I no, have he those. had those already. Uh, yeah, but, but this I can go out in. So the other day I took, oh. I took Alice... 
to visit Taryn at work. Guess what I wore to Taryn's uh, employment? Okay. I'm sure that tracksuit. that outfit. Tracksuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty surprised, to be honest yeah. with you. I was like, oh, this oh, is, we're we're doing we're we're going for it's it. It's a real thing. This <laughs> like, is like the evolution. This is the evolution uh, evolutionary chart, but backwards. <laughs> and so you go from <laughs> the tracksuit, and then you go to the sweats, and then eventually he'll just have the slightly open robe, and that's. <laughs> Uh, that's it. Kimono. <laughs> Full kimono. Full kimono. I, I will not and then acknowledge you're Big Lebowski. You. <laughs> I don't know, brother. Anyway, I'm a tracksuit guy, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna swoop a couple of tracksuits and just see how it goes, man. Yeah. See how it goes. Why not? What are you gonna do, right? Dripping too hard, bro. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Dripping too was, hard. Did you see my <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Drip too hard, yes or no. Um, you can also support Jason's tracksuit addiction by going to patreon.com slash ears up. Please do that. Sign up to be a Patreon level. As little as two bucks a month if you want to. I would recommend the five at least or more. But you still get a lot of cool stuff with the two bucks. Number one, you get to support the show, and that's more important. And number two, every once in a while, we do release stuff that is for every Patreon level. So we do have, you know, levels at $5 or more, you get the secret show. At, what, $12 or more, you get a photo or whatever yeah. whatever it is. I don't even remember anymore. Um, so one thing we do for every level of Patreon is something called Things That Taryn Googled. Mm. Things Taryn Googled. That's awesome. Episode three just released today. It dropped today. Oh, yeah, I kind of want to be on the mail. I'm not... A Patreon supporter, but I kind of want to be on that. I'll get you the, you know, I should, r- just remind me every time okay. that you hear about it, we talk about it, I'll email you the link. I liked the first one so much, and I just want to, <laughs> honestly, I just want to see the comparisons and what Taryn Googles versus what I Google, because I feel like there's going to be some overlap. <laughs> I feel that way too, um, to be honest with you. So um, here's a little, um, let's see, I got to go here. Hold on a second. Let me open this thing. Let me open this deal. Taryn played a little, she made me a little... Um, what, an intro or whatever? A preview. A snippet. Preview. There you go. It's just a preview of this this month's. i got to download it. Jeez, I had no idea. I apologize, everybody. Well, while that downloads, I did notice Happy something. New Year, everybody. Man. No. That's, new da- that's the actual one. <laughs> that's true. Um, because there is a thing I want to call you out on for in the actual oh, one. No. So here we go. Here's hey. the preview. Here we go. Well, like, I don't want to live my life based on an old wives' tale, so I better Google this and find out. I'm not saying I could do five shots of tequila, but I feel like I could do five shots of wine, like, really fast. Oh, yeah, same. Jason got a VR for Christmas because I'm the best wife ever. Debatable. And it's like, are you recording me right now? Did you just take my picture? Um, are you going to use this against me at some point? She's talking about herself. I had to Google how tofu was made. And finally, I started getting somewhere. I hope you learned a little something tonight. I certainly learned a lot. There you go. So if any of that excites you at all, <laughs> get yourself checked out because uh, Probably. no, it was a good. You did a good episode. I make a little guest appearance in there, but here's what I want to call you out for, okay. Taryn. Here yes. we go. Let's yes, just go. Sir. Let's go right here. Always constantly filling the dishwasher. <laughs> Our old house didn't even have a dishwasher, so I'm thankful that we have one now, but man, there's a lot of dishes. The other day, I put one of our nonstick pans in the dishwasher, and Jason's like, you can't put nonstick stuff in the dishwasher. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I didn't forget. I knew. I was just being lazy. How- <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. Now, I didn't think it was going to come up on air. Do you but- know how much... Flack, static feedback, resistance that I get every time I tell Taryn something that she's doing incorrectly. 
a lot. And it turns out she knows about it. <laughs> she just does it anyway. She's normal. That's okay. what we all do, bro. Okay, can I can no, I say I'm never I've never been lazy my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so for Christmas, I actually asked for some new pans oh, because ours yeah. were like 11 years old and they were pretty terrible. Because you're putting them in the dishwasher, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. No, because for the last nine years, we didn't have a dishwasher. Yeah, well. um, that being said, the new pans, I went home and I was like, oh, and we're, you know, we're not allowed to put these in the dishwasher. JP told me. Or Jason told me. Sorry for getting my names mixed up here. That's right. Um, I'm like Ziggy Stardust and David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, I know, exactly. I and he's separate. like, Garth Brooks what are you talking about? I just read the instructions and it says dishwasher safe Ain't, on it. Nope. And so I it, talk about that. Well, no. if if, there's, there's, if if it's nonstick, they don't go in the dishwasher. It says dishwasher safe, but the high heat actually does mess them up. You're supposed to wash them. They go on the stove. You're also this is also in there. We're just they go on whole fire. Sorry, yeah, but you're not supposed to actually. You're not supposed to put them over medium heat. Boom. Nonstick yep. apparently can only be medium or low heat. Yep. Medium and I cook everything at medium high. high. Heat. It can't be high. It can't be high. Heat. It can't be high. I cook heat. everything at high heat because I'm really? hungry. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> basically yeah. I cook the outside of it. Yeah, the inside's well, wrong. No, everybody's doing everything wrong with yes. their, and that's why you have to buy them every like six months. Well, well thank goodness for uh, I waited ten years. So thanks extra goodness cancer-y. for your Google show because I'd be doing everything wrong if it wasn't <laughs> your for you. Google show. No, I'm be, I was that sounded Taryn and her Google show. That sounded sarcastic, but I actually meant it. You know what, Terrence? You and I should start one. It's called stuff that Terrence and Jason. Binged. That's <laughs> copyright and issues. We'll like, and then we'll just, what's and it's, binged? It's just it's just gonna be exactly what Taryn did, <laughs> but we did it on But we did it better, but with stupider results. Yeah, like this is why Taryn just mansplaining. It'll be great. Wow. We can do a stupid with Siri and have it read it back to us. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Just can you Save imagine the whole time. show is us going like this? <laughs> oh my god. You cannot Dumb. use a Gnostic pan on high heat. <laughs> well, sorry we ruined your episode. Um, it's fine. If you do any kind of internet shopping, you can use our Amazon link on our archive page. So here's a couple updates here on what's going on here in Ears Up Studios before we get to the show. The Supreme Resort, the new episode is out. It's called The People versus Star Tours. It's a little different than the, the standard, the way they do with the kind of like arguing, whatever, because Star Tours on both coasts is the same. It's the same ride. So you can't say one's fundamentally better than the other. But they argue if it even has a place in Tomorrowland. And I think they do a really good job about it. I 100% endorse this episode. It was yeah. fantastic. And at I wouldn't one, go that far. No, it was. <laughs> and at one point, I actually texted Jimmy. Because yeah. I was so upset at what they were saying on that show. There you go. And so if you if you have that response, you're you're gonna you're gonna like this kind of a show. Also, go to they have a Facebook group, so mm-hmm. go join that Supreme Resort. People are talking about it, and people are upset at the the last episode, the Haunted Mansion one. Yeah, yeah. people on there they had feelings. Yeah, and you know they what expressed I like them about very it? very deeply on mm-hmm. Facebook. I like that they are getting all of the the feelings now, and we yeah, don't get them. I know now. Now we look like like angels. Exactly. <laughs> we don't know what's wrong with those guys over there at the Supreme Resort. <laughs> yeah. Get their act together. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not our show. I don't care. I would never say the salacious things that they said <laughs> over on Supreme Resort. I would never do anything like that. But I don't know. Whatever. Um, anyway, so check them out. Our new streaming player is up. A lot of people have been hitting our streaming player. Oh. So that means that I have to now do more work, and I'll take all those shows down that are up and reload them with new shows because we can only fit a gig of shows, and that's 
25 or 30 yeah. shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'll refresh those here, uh, you know, whenever I get a whenever I get a chance to. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to uh, the How to Listen drop down from our, our menu on our homepage. And at the bottom of How to Listen, there's a link for the stream there for sure. Um, I already did the Etsy store. I already did all that kind of stuff. I do want to talk real quick about Concy Ears. You go to concierge.com if you need help planning your vacation to the parks, if you've never been to a certain park, if you've never done Run Disney or done a Disney cruise and you want to, contact Concierge. Go to concierge.com. If you're just buying tickets, buy them through concierge.com. It helps them out, which helps us out, which helps you out. And you have somebody in your back pocket that will help you in case you need it at any point in any time. If you're in DCA, no, if you're in uh, Disneyland and you want to make a, a reservation at Carthay and you're way over there and you don't want to go call on the phone or whatever, contact the folks at Concierge. Give them a time and a window and they will help you as best as they can. That is what you pay nothing for. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like stupid not to do it. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. check them out. They're our official travel partner. They're good people. We like them over there a lot. Um, and actually, Eric, who works at Concierge, who does our drinks blog, we're trying to get him as a judge on the Supreme Resort. And That'd I think cool. that would be very, very good. good. Be yeah. very good. I'm excited about that. So cool. check them out. Concierge.com. All right, Taryn. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I am. All right. The history of whatever you're talking about. It's the history of Pirate's Lair. Actually, no. It's the history of Tom Sawyer's Island. That's what I thought. That is now called the history of Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer's Island. Got it. That's a mouthful. (laughs) That's why. Yeah. It's the history of Tom Sawyer's Island. Awesome. Okay. All right. Let's go. Even though it's been well over 50 years since Walt Disney stepped foot in Disneyland, his mark is still left in many places around the park. There is, however, only one attraction in Disneyland that Walt Disney designed completely on his own, and that's Tom Sawyer's Island. Wait, he designed that whole thing by himself? He did. Wow. I never knew. That's incredible. I never knew that. It's pretty great. Yeah. For about six years, Walt Disney's family lived in Marceline, Missouri. Walt was only four years old when they moved there, but these formative years really stuck with him. Case in point... Main Street USA, the very first impression you get of Disneyland, was inspired by the town of Marceline and what Walt remembered of living there around the turn of the century. Walt was Walt was at an age, well, sorry. Walt was at an age while living in Marceline where his imagination really started to take hold. Adventure, cowboys, Indians, pirates, these are what Walt was most interested in. Walt began to love Mark Twain and more specifically the adventures of Tom Sawyer as it seemed to encompass all of these. It should come as no surprise, then, that Walt wanted some aspect of Tom Sawyer in his park. Let's back up, though. In all of the renditions of Disneyland, even dating back to the earliest concepts, when it was planned for Burbank, there was always a river with an island in the middle. Walt, however, hadn't settled on what the island attraction was going to be. He kind of toyed with a few ideas, uh, maybe a Mickey Mouse island that could act as a home base for the Mickey Mouse Club. A Mickey Mouse island. Island. That's weird, yeah. Huh? Welcome to my island, kids. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Michael Jackson in Disney? Yeah. What are you talking no. about? If you want to leave. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. If, if you want to leave, you got to wait for the boat, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also thought about possibly a storybook land type island with small miniatures of uh, American um, monuments like Independence Hall or Mount Vernon. Things like that, hmm. which that okay. would be interesting. I like the idea. A little boring, maybe. 
yeah, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? It's 1955. I know, exactly. What did they have uh, going on in 1955? Not much. You know what I mean? C- cigarettes. C- cigarettes. Cigarettes. <laughs> scotch. Yeah. And Tom and Jerry. Basically, yeah. Polio. Terrence. Polio. You need to stop it. You're on timeout. Sorry. Go ahead, Terrence. What he really wanted for this island, however, was that it would allow for spontaneous play and self-guided exploration. (laughs) He wanted a playground. So as the concept steered towards this adventurous spirit, Walt turned to none other than Mark Twain's Adventures of Tom Sawyer for inspiration. He decided that while the design would be somewhat passive in comparison to some of the other attractions at the park, it would highlight the joy. (laughs) Are you guys okay? We're fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. He decided that while... We're just laughing. Okay. Yeah. He decided that while the design would be somewhat passive in comparison to the other attractions at the park, it would highlight the joy of imagination and allow children to truly play at Disneyland. Okay. Which I I do appreciate because he's building all these attractions and things like the bathroom of tomorrow or whatever. Kids don't care about that stuff. No, that's for the adults for sure. You need a place to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate that. Get dirty. Run around. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Spontaneously play. It's fine, yeah. Okay. Walt initially... Oh. No, go ahead. Please. Walt initially asked Mark Davis to draw out the design of the island. It didn't look right to Walt. And Davis remembered Walt snapping, give me that thing. Can you just hear Walt saying, that doesn't look right? No, he said, give me that thing. No, no, I know, but like going, eh, I don't know, it doesn't look right. Yes, I can. It's like... (laughs) He's a, I, he's a grumpy old guy. Totally believable. But, yeah. But yeah. Walt also was the person who said it's much easier to choose from more than one option. So that's why they always brought three to four different things for him. So I could see him being like, ah, that sucks. Let me yeah. do it. Well, so he, he snapped, give me that thing. And then he left for home. Walt apparently stayed up most of the night designing the island himself, adding elements of, quote unquote, all things he wanted to do as a kid. He then brought the design back to Davis, exclaiming, huh. Now that's the way it should be. Weird. So Walt had an idea in his mind, didn't really express that idea fully, and then uh, had to do it himself. Or maybe couldn't articulate it properly, gave it to somebody else, let them do like the fundamentals, and then he was like, okay, now let me get in there and fix that. Which honestly, that's that would be me as like, like I a just, boss. Honestly, he was doing his best. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he delegated. Well, Walt, whoa. Well, Walt received. <laughs> I'll go Terrence. Barbara fre- Walt freaks herself out. <laughs> she just said like four words in one word form. Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> it's true. I read it. Okay. <laughs> well, Walt received. <laughs> you can't say well, Walt. Well, Walt. It doesn't work. Is it too awkward to now to remind everybody that you are an English major? No. Okay. Go for it. All right. I just did. I wasn't, I'm not a speech therapist. (laughs) (laughs) There's a difference. Dang. (laughs) It's written correctly. You just can't say it out loud very well. Go ahead, please, Taryn. While Walt received landscaping help from Bill Evans, final renderings of the planned buildings, the treehouse, the old mill in Fort Wilderness from Sam McKim and map art design from Vic Green, Claude Coates and Herb Ryman, the actual design of the island and the elements included were all 100% Walt Disney. Nice. 
and the Imagineers that helped create the island did so using Walt's original concept design. So even though this island was a conceptual anchor to Disneyland, on opening day in 1955, the island still only consisted of a mound of dirt. It wasn't until a year later, on June 16, 1956, that the completed island opened to parkgoers. So Tom Sawyer, Sawyer's, jeez, Tom Sawyer's Island is only accessible by raft, an homage to Huckleberry Finn's famous raft. And once you're on the island, you're able to explore freely through trails, bridges, and passageways. And while there isn't an actual story there, like in many other attractions, the elements of a story are present, and the intention is that your imagination fills the gaps. Mm-hmm. When the island first opened in 1956, kids could climb up Tom, Tom and Huck's treehouse or visit the big draw to the island, Fort Wilderness, which was a large activity area with things to explore like the canteen and trading post, uh, the rifle roost, which held guns, uh, regimental headquarters, this was a, an important space in Fort Wilderness. This was the headquarters cabin, home to Major General Andrew Jackson. So guests could find General Jackson at his desk, always busy with a pile of papers and messages from fort commanders. And then there was also a secret escape tunnel. And so when your time at the fort was done, you could leave in style. So what's interesting about this is it wasn't that exciting. Like if you've ever been to like like an, like Jamestown or like an old yeah. mining town or something like that. It's kind of like that where they have these things set up and you kind of peer in the windows and you just see what's going on. And yeah. it's, it's not great, it's but it's something diorama. to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So also available as an activity on the Island on its opening day was fishing for live fish off of the pier. That's Say right. What? Yeah. So you basically rented a fishing pole and you were able to fish for real catfish off a small pier. The entire river was not filled with catfish. It, they actually had a net underneath, so they kind of just filled the net. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so, no, but get this. So these fish were not catch and release. Yeah, so what on earth? Guests who caught fish, they kept their fish. Bro. So, <laughs> Bro. This activity only lasted for two months because... Go figure. While Disneyland Go offered... <laughs> <laughs> While Disneyland offered to hold the fish in refrigeration for the guests until they were done for the day, many guests did not take this offer, and they ended up in lockers and bags and oh, stunk up the place. That's disgusting. That's amazing. I mean, just logistically, you would think in a, in a in a place that is running like Disneyland is running, that somebody would have said, "Hey." What we're going to refrigerate fish for people? Or right. nah, we're going to offer these people the ability to fish. Yeah. But what are they going to do with them? <laughs> what they should have done is had a little cleaning station on the other side of the island where you can take your fish and they'll clean it and just barbecue it for you real fast. And you eat That'd it be dope. Yeah, right? That'd be dope. But I just, I find it so weird that it, they kept the fish. Do you know? Agreed. <laughs> and and I've, I've read some of this and I, I don't, I didn't know any of this. Maybe you, maybe you found out, but was there a time limit? So could you just, or was a, a, a catch limit? I don't believe so. It was a so pretty you could just, small you area. You could just catch 10 fish? I believe so. Have them that tied pay- to a pole walking yeah, down. Then that, that, that doesn't make any that sense. That pays for your trip. That's yeah. an expensive <laughs> fishing license. Huh? What? Right? Like, you're paying to go to Disneyland to fish all day? Oh, okay. That uh, makes well, not all day, but yeah. if they're Thank in a you. net, but they're going to bite eventually. You probably take an hour, catch well, five fish. True. Yeah. There you go. You have food for five days. and you... It's a pretty small area. Like, yeah. I can't imagine it took very long. That's, That's crazy. Ridiculous. 
It should have been That's a release. horrible idea. <laughs> That's really bad. It's, a, it's a terrible idea. So aside from stinking up the place, uh, the island had a certain quality to it that brought out a mischievous side to guests, which had unintended results in a couple of cases. So in June 1973, an 18-year-old Bogdan Delaro and his brother managed to stay on the island past dusk when the island closed by climbing a fence and hiding. When they decided to leave the island a few hours later, they didn't want to get in trouble, so instead of signaling to a cast member, they decided to swim across. The problem... That makes sense. Yes. The problem (laughs) is that the younger brother, uh, who was 10 years old, did not know how to swim. Hmm. This is... Brilliant idea yeah. so far. Keep going. So the far, problem it's going was really well. they didn't know how to do it. Right. Yeah. right. They did not think it through. So Delaro carried him on his back and swam across the river. Unfortunately, which is very Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer, by the it way. It is. Honestly. However, about halfway across, he sank and drowned. Mm. The younger brother dog paddled until cast members rescued him. So he could have swam. <laughs> My point exactly. He killed his older brother. It's like the door thing in Titanic. <laughs> there was room on that door. No, 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 no. There was room, but it started to sink when Jack tried to climb up there. He couldn't have been on the door. Uh, whatever, Jeremy. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but the worst, That's worse than Boomer. I think the worst part about this is that they didn't find the body oh, of Delaro no. until the next morning. Ugh. Like, wow. how did it take that did he long? Not, did the, this did probably the, is dark. Not... Yeah, pumps move in the water. Uh, you don't know yeah. how long. It's like the yeah. Augustus Gloop thing. He's been yeah. dragged down the river. That sucks, yeah, I know, dude. and that's Whoa. not it. So then... <laughs> Imagine being that little brother. Like, honestly, that's, yeah. that's terrible. That's horrible. Yeah. It's really sad. Then, on June 4th, 1983, another 18-year-old drowned in the river while trying to float across in a rubber emergency float that he found on the island. <laughs> what? I mean... Wait. Uh, okay. So he and a friend drunkenly stole the boat from a restricted area during a grad night. Yeah. And the boat sank partway across the river. Mm. What year was this again? 83. 83, okay. The victim's mom sued both Disneyland nope. for negligence and the travel agency that arranged the trip for not properly supervising the teenagers. <laughs> Potentially, that's no. Potent- that's that possible. One. Both lawsuits were unsuccessful. Right. That's like suing the city because the cops weren't there when you got robbed. Yeah. You can't yeah. police It's not everybody. the cop's fault. Yeah. It's right. not Disneyland's fault that your kid got... I mean, this sounds so awful, but your it's not Disneyland's fault. Your kid got drunk and then tried to float a broken floaty across the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. That's not funny, but uh, right, it's not funny. They were drunk at a, at grad night, so you go, "Well, how do you sneak liquor in?" Especially on a grad night, I would imagine in the eighties, there's probably you know parents or, or chaperones, you know, making sure that the kids don't sneak the stuff in. So we all have a mutual friend, Doc. Mm-hmm. He likes to tell the story because he's a big LA guy and he likes to brag. Um, <laughs> That he was going to go to grad night, and then the week before he went to Disneyland, brought his booze, took it to Tom Sawyer's Island, and buried it. Oh, wow. So then on grad night, they just went to Tom Sawyer's Island, and in very much Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer fashion, dug up the booze, the treasure... Are and then and then drink. Yes. No, I'm not wow. kidding. You. Highly serious. That's insane. I, I know. mean, like full disclosure, I completely see this happening. Oh yeah. 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 But also That's what kids what kids what? did back then, man. I don't know. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that yeah. that they were even locals and planned this ahead of time. It sounds like it wasn't something that was uh, you know, needed to be made up, you know. That's incredible, right. by the way. All right. 
So unfortunately, I've lost a whole paragraph of my thing. I must have accidentally deleted it, but I think I remember the gist. Basically, there were no real um, updates to to the island from 1956 until 1992 when uh, they closed it down and refurbished it to include a stage for Fantasmic. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's that. And, and what they did at that point was they took um, Fort Wilderness. They took. Well, I do get to it here. It's very. I don't know. I'm sorry. My notes got a little funky. Sorry, Mandor. But, but um, doing great. I'm just going to go on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go off, Queen. All right. <laughs> so in the early 2000s, uh, the age of the island began to show, especially for. <laughs> Rude, first of all. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> using those moisturizers. Especially for the most scenic part of it, Fort Wilderness. In the 90s, there were maintenance worker cuts throughout the park, and unfortunately, Fort Wilderness suffered because of it. Special effects were cut off, and since the fort was made with real logs, it made refurbishing it much more difficult, so they just didn't do it. (laughs) Then, as if things weren't bad enough, in 2001, a six-year-old girl got her finger stuck in one of the gun triggers at the rifle roost and ended up losing three-quarters of her finger. Oh, bro. This caused the island to shut down for an investigation. An interesting tidbit about this investigation is that it was actually only an internal investigation because Disney did not have to report this injury to OSHA. This is due to a loophole that only required them to report serious injuries that occurred on rides. And since this was considered a play area, Disney did not have to report it. Uh, And OSHA, even though they had heard about the incident from other sources, did not perform their own investigation. As you can guess, the dad of this girl was very upset by this. And surprised and kind of felt like no one was doing their due diligence. Right. So uh, after this incident, the island reopened, but the rifle roost was no longer accessible to the public. After that, the fort basically shut down bit by bit. First, the escape tunnel was closed off. Then the canteen shut down. And finally, in 2003, the gates to the fort closed. The island underwent a major overhaul at this point to address many safety concerns, but the fort remained closed. A much smaller shell version of the fort still exists today, but it is merely a facade. You can't go in. You don't see anything. During this refurbishment, they also installed the pirate's layer. Now, the justification for adding the pirate's layer in uh, on the island is that in Chapter 14 of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, Tom Huck and Joe Harper go off to play pirates on a nearby island. That's the it. end. Yeah. The end. For real? Yeah. That's, okay. that's it. So, I mean, I guess being across technically from Pirates of the Caribbean sort of Caribbean. lines it up. <laughs> yeah. And, and this was this. I, I believe I didn't get clarification on this, but I believe that this opened when Pirates of the Caribbean had already opened like the first one. So I think they didn't know if it was going to be successful or not, but they were kind of like, okay, pirates are cool. You mean the movie? Oh, the, the, the I'm movie. sorry, yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the okay. movie. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so I think that they just started adding pirate stuff, and then they were like, oh, no, it does make sense, you guys. It totally makes sense. No, there's I think a, you're totally there's right. a chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then in 2007, after the success of the, mm-hmm. the movies, the island was and, – and 2007 is when I think the third one came out. Okay. Okay. Uh, the island was rethemed as Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island, and then they added more pirate details, grottos, and even the not-so-buried treasure. That's tacky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the... I've, I've actually never... I never went to Tom Sawyer's Island. I only ever... have only ever been to the pirate 
layer. Yeah, probably same. But yeah. man, that fake buried treasure looks so bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it, it's also fine. Like it's fine because it's for children to get kids to just run on. Yeah, yeah it's like and, to take a picture. And kid, like our friend, <laughs> yeah. our friend Matt. You, uh, I went. We went there several years ago with his kids, and they were I don't know eight or whatever. Loved taking pictures in front of that thing, like they were goblins taking the gold. Like so, they mm-hmm. actually you know really enjoyed it, and that's really what it's for. I mean, Disneyland is for everybody, but that places for you know it's for kids, kids. 12 for kids. and under or it's whatever. for kids and for adults to sit on a bench and wait for their yeah. kids <laughs> yeah Absolutely. basically yeah and so really aside from phantasmic and then the pirates layer there have been really no not many changes to it except when they made it a little bit smaller they took a little bit of that off the uh, north end of the island to make room for uh the train moving oh, yeah. for uh, star wars land okay. and that's it that's there's I mean, I think the big takeaway from this is that this is the only thing in the park that is waltz. Yeah. That's that, amazing to me. That's, that's the awesome. reason to go there. I mean I think. So Well, not anymore. I mean No, it's still waltz. I mean they, they added stuff, but they The infrastructure is still the same. The infrastructure's still the same and they didn't overhaul it completely. It's st- they they added to the Tom Sawyer aspect, but they didn't make it. They did a rebrand, right? That's why it's that's why it's Pirates Layer on Tom Sawyer's Island. It's still Tom Sawyer's Island, but it's yeah. They just yeah they rebranded. Right. I believe right. you. I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't know. Man, whatever. <laughs> uh, but that was cool, Taryn. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. That was actually that was really interesting. Thank you. you I'll just, clap by myself. Don't worry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're oh, good. I'm not. I'm not worried <laughs> at all. Um, let's do some news, you guys. A little, a little bit of news. Okay. And then we're uh, going to get out of here. I, we I have... have a segment. Oh, you have a segment? That's right. Yes. You do. Yeah. Do you want to do that first? It's yeah. quick. Um, all right, Terrence. Well, hey, you know, I have a theme song for your uh, cool segment. Nice. All right, here we go. I'm going to play you in. Ready? <laughs> okay. She's gone. Oh, oh, I'm <laughs> this is the second one that we've done. We actually need to <laughs> do that. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. So um, I will plug a, a website. Uh, it's called yesterland.com. It's called target.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, Yesterland's great. Yes. Yeah. Wally, yeah. Wally does a great job over there. And it's neat because it shows you all the stuff that used to be there. And so I was perusing. I was making my way around that site uh, a few months ago. And I was like, why don't we ever talk about the stuff that used to be that's no long, no longer here. So yeah. she, gone. she gone. So here we go. You guys ready? <clears throat> yeah. Disney owns everything. As ludicrous as that sounds, Disney seems to be gaining more and more ground within most major entertainment markets by swallowing up other companies that can no longer or no longer care to compete. One such company is ESPN. Now, ESPN was founded in 1979 in Bristol, Connecticut. Now, for those of you who don't know who what ESPN is, um, it is a 24-hour-per-day sports giant that has channels and websites ranging from mainstream sports to the World Series of Paper, Rock, Scissors. Uh, on Speaking of... That's ES- ridiculous. ESPN ate the Ocho. Speaking of yes. ESPN, 
we canceled Disney Plus. Yeah, isn't we 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 will have it as of February twelfth. Will be no more. Right. I watched exactly one Premier League game on ESPN Plus. There's literally nothing I'm interested in yeah. on ESPN, and I I I now fully understand why they lose subscribe. Like they cannot make money on ESPN. Yeah. There's they because rock paper scissors championship. <laughs> it should be sponsored by White Claw, and then they'll get a bunch <laughs> of people. To, You're absolutely right. Honestly, that'd be You're good. absolutely right. <laughs> I was actually at a place the other day, and they had you know how they usually have a bucket of beer, had a bucket of a bucket, bucket of, claws. of claws, dude. Yeah, Look, are you kidding I've me? I've seen that on brunch menus. It's the new brunch drink. Wait, yeah. that's ridiculous. A bucket of white claws? Yes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right, I know. But they're also kind of good. Is the problem? Oh, say, totally. They actually are. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I know. Have you had the? Uh, this is way off topic, but there's a, a local brewery to us called Cali Craft, and they mm-hmm. usually make terrible beer, but they make a hard Thank seltzer. You. Terrible. Yeah, beer, but their uh, seltzer is great. It's really good. Have you had it it's yet? Great. Is that what you gave me? Yeah, last yes. time. Okay, that was good. Yeah, it's I good. really like that. It's fruited. It's not like white claw where yeah. it's like flavored. But there's a, a lot of videos. Are, uh, not a lot. It's but a there's, There are videos online of uh, gun enthusiasts, and I'm not trying to get in the middle yeah, of yeah, anything yeah. like that. But they're shooting the tops off the cans of white claw, yeah. and then drinking it, and then modifying their AR-15s while they're drinking white claw, and it's like. That's stupid. What? So, uh, white call culture, I don't understand. I just don't okay. get it. But anyway, go ahead. Those please. are the people who shouldn't have guns. Um, in 1984, 100% of ESPN was sold to ABC, and then ABC was purchased by Disney in 1995. Now, Art Levitt, the former VP of Disney Parks and, Re- and Resorts, had an idea for an ESPN Disney project in 1992, uh, approximately one year after Disney for first began the process of acquiring ABC and ESPN. Art suggested that there needed to be some sort of ESPN. Hey, do me a favor. I'm going to interrupt. Yeah, you. I know. I'm trying to get move this closer your, to me. Just move your computer. Perfect. Right there, and then you can talk into the microphone. Well, Jeremy's mic was in the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, 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 should sorry. Get a cardboard cut out of Jeremy. <laughs> she really should. I'll look into that. Okay. So um, Art suggested that there needed to be some kind of ESPN experience in Disney World. Now, the project, while a good idea, was not immediately greenlit. There needed to be. No, there needed to be. We need it. We there needed to be. We don't need it. So uh, the project, while a good idea, was not immediately greenlit. While the project was still going through its initial blue sky work through, Levitt left Disney to become the CEO of Hard Rock Cafe International. After he left, Disney decided to do a modest version of the initial discussions by building the ESPN Club Sports Bar at Walt Disney World with 13,000 Square feet of TV screens in 1996. Thirteen thousand wow. so, uh, square feet. I'm, I'm of imagining TVs. that it's thirteen thousand square foot building with TVs everywhere. Thirteen thousand square feet of TVs. Yeah. So, well, so the how building big, is bigger than that? Are you sure? Yes, I have done my research, sir. Okay. So the thirteen thousand square foot of t- Jesus Christ. That's insane. Okay. You just think it through, and yeah, yeah. We, we go on. Just start wrapping your mind around this, okay? So uh, the club was very uh, very successful, so Disney continued to dream up what would be a major hit, and they decided on something called the ESPN Grill that would open in Baltimore. Now, the name was changed to the ESPN Zone on December 29, 1997, so that people would realize that there was more to this place than just a bar and grill. So on July 11, 1998, the first ESPN Zone opened in Baltimore in the power plant on the Inner Harbor. A location in Chicago opened on July 10th, 1999, with several more opening within the next two years. Meanwhile, on the West Coast, I'm sorry, you're right, 13,000 square foot with TV. Sorry, you're right. 
You're right. I was I just, gonna say that's yeah. I know. I just I just wrap my head around what whatever I'm happened to I do my research. <laughs> I do my research and then I read my next line. Okay. All right. So anyway, anyway, meanwhile on the West Coast, ground had been broken for Downtown Disney, and the powers that be felt as though the end of the area closest to Disneyland Hotel needed an anchor restaurant to draw non-resort hotel visitors deeper into the shopping and dining area. The other ESPN zone restaurants were successful, so this seemed like a logical fit. The problem is there wasn't any room. There were two buildings built in 1966, the Disneyland Hotel Travelport, where you could check luggage for upcoming flights, and the Plaza Building, which was a three-floor shopping complex, were in the way. So those were demolished in 1999. Soon. Rude. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because that would have been amazing. Can you imagine just checking your baggage and then still hanging out in the park? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It would be fantastic. Again, logistically, they'd probably probably have people miss flights and whatever. It was was real. Yeah. So I I understand. So soon, ESPN Zone number six of nine would open. So Baltimore opened in 98. Chicago, New York, and D.C. opened in 99. Atlanta in 2000. Hotlanta. Hotlanta, sorry, in 2000, Denver, Vegas, and Anaheim in 2001, and L.A. in 2008. So on January 12, 2001, one day after my 21st birthday, the Anaheim ESPN Zone opened along with the remainder of downtown Disney. Now, the boat, the building was actually pretty neat. Uh, there was a humongous screen outside that would broadcast whatever was playing on ESPN, ESPN Zone. <laughs> Except, can I, can I say? The, the I, lowest death <laughs> ever. Yeah, you can't ever was, even read was, a score. It was okay. super pixelated. No, unless was. it was like, night, and then you could see it. No, I don't even I was, think you could. You could oh, never read you know the how, score. You know how I can tell you? I'll tell you right now. I have cataracts. Oxford, oh, no, I'm just watching the <laughs> outside <laughs> TV at ESPN I was zone. just going to say, I don't think those were... Ever upgraded? Like, no, they those weren't. Were the original they were never four up- pixels. Yeah. <laughs> because there were definitely each pixels. light is one pixel. So yes, basically. O- October, I want to say it was around the twenty sixth, two thousand and two. Yeah, we were in Disneyland celebrating Becca's twenty first birthday that happened earlier in the month, and we watched Game Six of the World Series when Dusty Baker, who's an absolute moron, made the Giants lose, and I watched it on that screen, and I remember being able to see all Are the you details. Sure it was him? I think it was Dusty Baker. <laughs> or it was a soccer game. I can't yeah. tell. It wasn't it was even the match. Giants. It was, Dust- yeah, yeah, it was Dustin Bomber is his name. <laughs> it was golf. It wasn't even baseball. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, was the, anyway. it was the football giant. So, at, so at, night, at night, it was actually really, really pretty ridiculous. <laughs> at night, it was, it was brighter and you could see it. But, Through a um, home run. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the building was uh, 35,000 square feet with tons of screens inside. Uh, in the bar area. and then Tons? Also, literally tons? Are yes, we doing this yes, again? Okay. At least 2,000 pounds. of. Uh, so uh, there was a bar area with TVs, and then there was a screening room, which had a huge screen with uh, TVs around it. It basically looked like a sports book in Vegas. Um, there was a gaming experience. They hate. They did never called it an arcade. It was a gaming experience upstairs with many video games and arcade style interactive games. So That's not fun. only it was really fun. So not only ski ball and air hockey, but uh, you could actually throw footballs. There was a pitching machine, three point shot games, etc. There was a bar up there. There was a bar up there as well. Yes. Uh, also featured a store where you could buy ESPN swag. Uh, various athletes on the outside of the building. There were all art pieces, and their heads slowly moved, which was really strange. That was weird. Yeah, and then the solar panels on top of the roof actually made it the top of the roof look like a baseball diamond. Uh, and this this one actually had the ability to be both a TV and a radio studio. So there were local ESPN channels that would come in and do their radio broadcast from here. And there was, I forgot the name of the show, but there was a show from 2001 until 2002 that was uh, filmed here. 
Yeah, I saw that that booth when we went in. I've only been there twice, and yeah. it was really cool. I was like, "Wow, that's neat." There's it's, no one ever in it, and then uh, upstairs the arcade was cool. Yeah, and I remember the beers were like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. the beers were it was cheap. super cheap, the and for decent, cheap. they had a decent beer selection. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. So I, I liked it because if you were from out of town and you're wondering, I wonder if they're going to show the blank game. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Every game will be yeah. on there at just, one of those TVs. You just have to put on ESPF 50. ESPF. ESPF 50. ESPF. Because ESPF 50. you're going to get cancer from all the blue UV light. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But, yeah. Well, and I liked they had the TVs outside, too. Yeah. So, like, we would, I think one time we were walking back to our hotel, and it was the um, Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, just, like, as we're walking, I'm just looking at the, yeah. the Sharks game, just like... <laughs> It's awesome, but that was the great thing about it is that they literally had every sports game on. You could yeah. find all of them, one hundred percent. So, was ESPN Zone good? No, not really. It really wasn't. Well, I would was give kid- it a solid. In compared B- to what, minus. though, yeah, I would give I was it a, call say it, that. a solid C. Not not great. Not great food. Well, I never really. Just, I don't think uh, we ate there. I think maybe we had wings or something. I can't remember, but I thought it was. I mean, it's fine. I'm not a sports bar guy right. so i don't really care okay so you know me and i'm normally either very high yes or very low no and i'm oh. right in the middle i'm like eh, it was yeah, okay it was fine it was okay that's was a fine. bloody mary from the espn zone <laughs> with uh yeah it's like loaded with like three beans and some bacon and whatever looks good. i don't go for those big those like overloaded no, bloody good. marys i don't i, I, I like just... the one that put the slider on the top too oh, get out of here just give me a slider on a plate i'm not that's, an that's a meal yeah, I don't like it. I love it. I like because it. it's also you have to do work to take it off of your thing. Then it's dripping everywhere. Delicious. Eh. No, you put it all in the drink. No, you I don't want a slider it. in the drink. Cold bro. bacon? <laughs> no, man. Bev just blends it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything's a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, so not re- I would say not really passable, but it did seem to be somewhat popular. It was in close proximity to the downtown Disney monorail exit, so that helped with its popularity, and also because Rainforest, the other restaurant that was right there, trash. Right? It's hot garbage. So yeah. horrible. Uh, the food was decent, at, but the menu was cheesy, so they had the starting lineup for appetizers, on deck for salads, game on for entrees, kickoff <laughs> for burgers, halftime for sandwiches, and overtime it was is very what themed. the dessert was. Yeah, very I much mean, there's themed, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, but fine. why halftime? I don't know. What, what, what does that even it's, mean? It's between... For sandwiches? Because they were sandwiches? Because it would be a lunch. Maybe because they're cut in half? Yeah, it'll be a lunch thing. Maybe it's halftime. Maybe because not... co- they were cut in half. So if you got a basket of fries, what would that be? That's the most realistic explanation that we've had the here. Crowd. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. The crowd? Thank you, Crowd control is a basket of fries? Of yeah, yes. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the problem is that... Because for... overtime makes sense. It's dessert. Well, that was dessert. That well, so that's, that makes sense, too. That so makes sense to I'm me. choosing... Half-time... Overtime makes sense. Overtime halftime makes, makes sense. no sense. No, it does, because that's the that would be the center. Like, the halftime is, like, the, the middle. So you have your appetizer, which is whatever you called it, and then dessert's the end. So if you're playing um, it like a what game... What about hockey or... Yeah, kickoff is burgers. That doesn't make any sense. Hockey? Either, yeah. yeah. You know... Anyway, go not ahead. everything is about hockey. Wait, what were entrees? Entrees were game, game on. on, which makes sense. Game entrees. You're about to eat. No, game on, game on should be drinks. You're good about point. to start yes, your girl. game. Good point. That's a good point. I'll write yeah, a letter yeah. to this place that doesn't <laughs> exist yeah. anymore. For sure. <laughs> so so uh, the problem is that ESPN has never really been enough of a draw 
enough to draw in crowds. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a time in the early 2000s, 2001, 2002, where the ESPNX games were everywhere all over DCA. And it lasted for about two months before people realized no one gives a crap about (laughs) this. So yeah, you, you started to see stuff start disappearing. So by 2009, now remember, the first one opened in 1999. By 2009, the Denver and Atlanta restaurants were already closed. By June 2010... Only the Anaheim and L.A. ones remained open. Well, so seven of the nine were closed it, Which makes sense 10 years. because they're just doing a sports bar but over the top with TVs. Yes. And you, I feel like there's a balance between how much TV you can, you can have in, mm-hmm. um, in, in any sort of establishment. Because at the center of it all, you're going there to eat or drink. You're not right. going – you might think to yourself, oh, I'm going to go watch the game. But you're not. You can go watch the game at Buffalo Wild Wings or Applebee's yeah, or yeah. Chili's. But you're going to ESPN Zone for a thing, whatever yeah. that thing is, either a certain drink or right. food mm-hmm. or environment or whatever. But if you just go, here's a bar with a hundred thousand pounds of TVs. Yeah, that's not that's not a draw for anybody because yeah. if the food sucks right. or the place isn't comfortable, then you're not going to go there. Yeah. But I also think with these like overly themed out restaurants, they can't just stay the same. Like you have yeah. to do something to make them like uh, remember what was the the restaurant that was owned by like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Hard Rock. Hard Rock. No. No, no, Planet Hollywood. No, Planet, Planet, Planet Hollywood. And those just got tired and they all just started dying and nobody cared. I forgot yeah. about that place. Was it that or was it I mean cuz they had Hard Rock cuz Hard Rock's still going. That's tired. Hard Rock cares is about tired. Yeah. But Planet well, Hollywood also, died. But, but yeah, I, f- I feel like there's more because I, I feel like when that happened, when they went out of business, did they go back? Bankrupt? I think yeah, I think that there was a story behind that. You, you mean, keep going. I mean, okay. let me things that Jason Googled. <laughs> <laughs> so by 2000, uh, June 2010, only Anaheim and L.A. remained open. In 2013, the L.A. location closed, and on October 25th, 2017, the official Disney Parks blog described what to expect with the Anaheim location. <laughs> The stunning 700-room hotel will feature a sophisticated (laughs) design and be a game-changer for Anaheim and on and on and on, telling about what was going to happen with this new grand hotel that would open in the the last half of downtown Disney. So on June 2nd, 2018, the last ESPN Zone closed its doors for the last time. Now, have you guys been to the new hotel? No. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So the hotel wasn't built. In fact, so it's not built, and it, it will never altogether. and it will never be built. But the failure of the franchise is guaranteed that ESPN Zone will never be open again. So what's in its place? What's in its place is a pop up Disney thing. I love it. Is a yeah. photo opportunity. It's an Instagram. In I mean, what are you going to do with it though? Like, what do that's you do all, there? That's all you can do. They should bulldoze it and put in a Plaza Hotel shopping center. Just rebuild what was already there. <laughs> okay. Just make it an homage to like old Disneyland Hotel. Well, so personally, I, I think it's a great location. I think it's a mm-hmm. – I, I would love to see some other kind of restaurant go in its place because it's strange to me that you have Rainforest, which is shuttered. You have ESPN Zone, which is shuttered. And then in front of those, you have – Food trucks. You have the the music stage the, that's basically that weird stage, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right, right in between the two of them, and then you have a food truck area right there, and so it makes the the last half of of downtown Disney 
It's a ghost town. It's a it really yeah, it, they need if uh, animatronic not, tumbleweeds going through there. Yeah. If you're not going to Earl a Sandwich, if you're not going to downtown uh, to uh, Disneyland Hotel or, or Trader, Trader Sam's, Sam's yeah. or if you did not park in downtown Disney parking, there's well even you then, have no, no reason to go there. No and then you, you make a hard there. right before you even right exactly. And and it, they're they're probably looking for a partner to go in there to do that. But I mean, House of Blues already left. So yes. they, they should have some sort of music venue thing there because House of Blues was popular. What did it they was. do with so House of Blues? They, they moved the move to the yeah. They, they moved to the Garden Walk. They moved to the Garden Walk. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. movie theater is gone. It's gone also. It's gone. Yeah. The only thing, but down the building's there, still there. Right. The only thing that's down there. Not anymore. That's though. Open. I think they're killing it. What? The movie theater. Aren't they putting the new Disney Vacation Club there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But the movie theater is done, yeah. and then they have um, Earl of Sandwich. Which is down there by itself, just kind of chilling. Killer. And so it, it's fantastic. But yeah. I mean, there's so much room. There's so much you could do. And the thing that I've, when um, the bowling alley, I forgot the name of the place, Splitsville. Uh, Splitsville, when that opened, I thought that it was going to tank because yeah, me too. you are not going to Disneyland to bowl. And you, but, just like you don't go to Disneyland to fish, well, you don't go to Disneyland to bowl. Well, because the, the, the bowling games are expensive. Yeah. All the yes. food, the beers are expensive. I think the beers are like 14 bucks or something. It's no insane. No beer is worth $14. The, the food's expensive, but people like it and I don't... Uh, this is what I'm saying. I'm incorrect on like everything I've ever said on this well, dumb show. <laughs> I'm incorrect on it all. I thought for sure that was going to fail. I thought it would too, but this is proven something. It's proven you can have these experiences in downtown Disney still. Yeah. So you need to figure out a way to incorporate something that's repeatable for people. And if it's mm. not repeatable for people, at least have something that's going to be a draw. Because ESPN is not a draw. No. But a really good restaurant with really good drinks will get people there. It will get people there. And if you figure out a way to do something, like I don't I don't know I don't know what it would be. Like if it's I I just thought of laser tag laser tag and drinks yeah it sounds amazing but something something to get people to that area because it really is a ghost town yeah well in an update from brian um the mickey instagram cash grab isn't even open it's gone so that's See, just, you, just, you just have earl sandwich and you have a stage with that's it a fifth grade band playing and you have food trucks yeah i'm sorry there are food trucks i missed that part so if you're walking if you're walking past, so past the monorail, you get into that area where it kind of opens up, where you have the old Starbucks, movie theater, Ola Sandwich, ESPN Zone. Uh, the way I'm pointing is great radio, by the way. Yeah, ESPN Zone. And then um, Rainforest Cafe right here. If you get right in there in the middle, right by where the stage is, and turn around and start looking back towards Disneyland... There are food. There's a habit food truck that's there, and I then think there's it's, a taco truck. It's where that truck. old the uh, the DVC club the building yes. used to be. Yes, yeah. they have food trucks there. Now. Yeah, and they're not very good. Like last that, time, Taryn and I went. We stayed at the yeah. Disneyland Hotel. I had we had to go there for dinner. Yeah, um, and it was not very good. And they took forever. Yeah, and I wonder what those food trucks are paying to be there. Oh my god! Can you oh, I can't even imagine. No. So. Well, she very, gone. very yeah. good, Terrence. She gone. Yeah, she gone. She gone. But you know what's still here, everybody? The 21st Amendment. They've been serving craft beer in the San Francisco Bay Area for 19 years, from their initial brew pub on 2nd Street, which is just two blocks from Giant Stadium in San Francisco, to their production brewery and tap room across the bay in San Leandro. The 21st Amendment is now available in 29 states, including in and around the park. So wherever you're going to be, those are the only states that matter. 
Yes. I'll tell you that right now. Next time you're in San Francisco, visit the brew pub and shoot over to neighboring San Leandro to check out the new production brewery and tap room, which is amazing, by the way, for great beers and good food. And be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you find good craft beer. All right, we got a little bit of uh, this. March in the past. <laughs> oh my god. You're never going to fix it. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Honestly, don't fix it anyway. It's so great. Kind of Disney is. news. Uh, and. <laughs> it's so sad sounding. <laughs> I'm like adjusting the pitch and it's not even working. I think it's the speed. Now I'm trying to figure it out. We know. <laughs> okay. Maybe I should not. Probably not. All right. Well, there you go. It is what it is now, everybody. Sorry, not sorry. Hey, if you are into um, watching a Disney on Broadway concert from Epcot, Disney Parks Live has you covered. This year, the popular Disney on Broadway concert series returns to the 2020 International or Epcot International Festival of the Arts, and guests apparently are loving it. Today, we're happy to share that we'll present one of these concerts live on our next Inside Disney Parks live stream, which will take place on Saturday, January 25th. That evening's Disney on Broadway concert series concert will feature performances by Broadway stars Alton Fitzgerald White and something called Kissy Simmons. <laughs> Kissy. Kissy. That's K- a good name. K-I-S-S-Y. Simmons. Kissy Simmons. Simmons. Wow. Uh, from The Lion King. Heidi Blickenstaff from The Little Mermaid and Gavin Lee from Mary Poppins. The live stream will begin at 7.55 p.m. right here on the Disney Parks blog, which I imagine is Eastern time since yes. you're talking about Disney World. So um, that sounds pretty cool. And there are there's actually a bunch of them. So if you go to Disney Parks and you'll, you'll find it. But anyway, um, January 26th, 28th, 29th. And February 1, 2, 5, and 6, uh, there's uh, some people from Newsies and Tarzan, January 27th, 30th, 31st, and then again in February, uh, Newsies and Aladdin. So they're doing a whole bunch of cool little concerts from Epcot, which sounds really fun. So if you're into that, check it out. And it's going on, like I said, from uh, basically all through February. Hmm. That's nice. That's fun stuff. Um, the long-rumored upcharge fast pass program at Disney World looks like it's finally about to launch. I'm talking a little bit uh, about this, but uh, not a whole lot because it hasn't really been announced. But um, let's see, as early as 2007, there were indications that Disney was considering a paid fast pass system. In early 2017, the basic concept for the system at WDW was beginning to materialize. Disney rolled out a pay-to-play option in both Shanghai Disneyland and Disneyland in California. Those two systems were a bit different, with the Shanghai one being for specific attractions, while the California one was more of an app-based day of pre-reservation system, which is the Max Pass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, by late 2017, multiple insiders oh. were indicating yeah, insiders, uh, bless you, that there were plans for a similar upcharge fast pass system in Orlando. Then in January 2018, a new program allowed club level hotel guests staying three or more nights to purchase an extra three fast passes for 50 bucks per guest per day. 
That's wow. expensive. That's yeah. a, so, I mean, already Club Bowl is 100 150 bucks Jeez. a night more. So you're getting all that. That's insane. And then you can pay 50 but the the privilege of paying 50, but you're so you're buying three fast passes for $50. 17 that's a each. lot. That's, that's crazy. That's not that's worth insane, it. I don't think dude. yeah, what, what? That's not worth it. No. It can't be. The upcharge fast pass also opened up the scheduling window. <laughs> Dig this a full thirty days before it typically opens, so you can schedule. I think fast pass. Wasn't it three months beforehand, Taryn? Yes, I think so. Now it's four months. So if you get that and you're staying club level, you can select your right your fast passes four months in advance. A month before I don't everybody like else. That. I don't like it either. It seems weird because you're just you're charging people for just privilege. Charging yes, yeah. yeah. And I mean. <sighs> I'm not trying to be a hater, but who's picking out their fast passes four months in advance? Well, you, you have, have to. to really. <clears throat> so yeah. you get your yeah. magic band, and yeah. is it four months or is it ninety? Is it because I know the reservations for for food is thirty? I don't think I can't remember anymore. I think it was like a like a month and a, I think it was like ninety days. I'm sure Eric will tell me. I think it was ninety days. Mm, I don't know. So you can't just go to Disney World and be like, "I want to ride this ride. Let's get a fast pass for you, it." No, you no. can. No, you can. Well, you can absolutely you can, but but it just gives you the option to reserve it. So if you want to ride rides that are uh, like anything in Pandora or whatever, I don't know, I'm, like the I'm big ones. Money. But yeah, the, right. yeah. Which makes sense. You know some of the attractions you're going to want to hit. So that makes sense. We tried to make reservations on the 180th day before we went, and we could, or whatever it was, maybe it was 90. We couldn't make dinner reservations for any of the big restaurants because it was all booked. That's insane. It makes me want to go less and less. Exactly. 60 60 days for Fast Pass Plus and 90 days for dining reservations. I knew Eric would say something. See, there you go. Eric, and that's probably something that concierge can help you out with, yes. too, honestly. Like, yeah. if, we, if we're going and you're handling my business, I, I need you to make reservations for me. That's, that's pretty all there cool. Is to it. Yeah. So, anyways, um, for some guests, this allows them to have up to six fast passes per day ahead of their visit. Which is crazy, right? That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's good, but... To but you're paying it, for it. But you're paying it. for it. It's not like it's... An additional fifty dollars tacked onto your ticket. It's a day. That's a lot of money. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it's it's not uh, clear yet because it's not really announced, but it's going to be integrated into their artificial intelligence driven planning tool, Disney Genie, that we talked about last year. I think um, the new the new digital tool will help guests plan their day on demand in real time. I don't know. But anyway, so watch out for that to come to Disney World for sure and probably expand yeah. to Disneyland and soon fast passes you can pay 50 bucks and get two extra ones and the more people buy these things from Disney, the more Disney's going to keep doing it. Yeah, oh, know. absolutely. You're right. You're right. Here's the last one that we have here for you folks and then we're going to go and make a drink because we have a secret show. So if you're Patreon supporters, hang tight. We'll be on uh, in about half an hour. I got to make the YouTube link for that. So check the Patreon page in a sec or two, in a skosh of time afterwards. So you've heard about, see, and I said I wasn't going to do this, but I have to uh, cover news that we don't cover on Ears Up. We cover specifically for Ears Up in depth. I love the internal debate you're having out loud right now. (laughs) Thank you. But I have to do it because I need to make fun of people. Okay, go for it. Well, yeah. You've heard of popcorn buckets. Yeah. Yes. Right. Now they have French fry buckets. That sounds way better. What? Yes, sign me up. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. All about that. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, Kylo Ren French fries. Cut it down. Uh, Tie fighter bucket lands at Disneyland, and it's a it's a big. It's like the Kylo Ren Tie fighter, and you can get French fries in it. Things greatly googled. The problem <clears throat> is that you can eat popcorn longer than you can eat French fries. Well, and also I cannot eat gross. cold French fries. I can. I don't enjoy it, but I can. I will because they're French fries. But also, I'm guessing that a bucket of French fries is too many French fries for any person. That's a lot. It's got to be a lot of French fries. (laughs) So they have the – oh, actually, this is a different story because the one I did on Ears Up in depth was about the Millennium Falcon. So they have a Millennium Falcon shaped one. This is the Kylo Ren TIE Fighter. It's a completely different story. Right. Um, It's $19.49 for the bucket. Um, and then you can go to the Galactic Grill, and okay. then you can get you know whatever. And if you want to refill it, you have to use your mobile order, and then they give you the fries in a bucket or in a um, in a bag, and then you, and you dump, them dump them in. in. Yeah, it's sort of. I mean, it's sort of small, okay. but the, yeah, the they're not that big. Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter is pointy on the ends. Can you imagine being in line and or like walking in front of somebody and stabbing them in the neck with the Kylo Ren Tie Fighter because you're eating yes French fries? And the point I made on in depth. The world famous Disneyland French fries. When was the last time you heard of anybody eating Disneyland French Who fries? Who cares? They're French and going, fries. And go. You know what's good about these fries? Fact. I need to take them everywhere I go. At least the popcorn is good. The last time but, the French fries were good was with McDonald's and. Uh, I've never. You guys are ever had French fries. I don't understand. You guys are totally missing the point. They're getting twenty dollars for a bucket. Yeah, it's exactly. not about the fries. It's for the people who don't want popcorn but want a thing. Yeah, or I mean, that to be sta- honest, yeah. well, given the both, opportunity I mean. to have French fries or popcorn, I'm always going to go French fries. Always. I, ha- I kind of hate popcorn. No. I'm always going to go no. French fries too. No. I would never. Given the option. French fries are not a standalone snack. Popcorn is. Thank you. You're welcome. Sometimes French fries go with for... food. It's like it's exactly. like it's like you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go and get mashed potatoes. First of all, you I would because I would totally just go get mashed potatoes. I would also. Would. Yes, I would. You wouldn't. It sounds delicious. But you know what? Also, <laughs> you guys are the same people who want the baked potato I from wherever. I was just wherever. gonna say. I was yes. just gonna say. I have ordered the, just the baked potato from Wendy's. We have come up oh, with the next with the bucket. Cheese? Oh, it's gonna be yeah. a baked potato bucket. It's gonna be a no. It's gonna be. Yes, it's gonna girl, be, yes. It's gonna be Ray's or Luke's Luke's X wing mashed potato bucket. Uh, That's what it's going to be. What is that sounds great. Optional gravy. What is the difference between getting a side of a Death Star French fries? mashed potato bucket? <laughs> How is there any difference in getting a side of french fries or a standalone turkey leg? Your lack of gravy disturbs me. <laughs> it's all food that should be put together with other food, but you know what? Popcorn stands alone. Popcorn stands alone. Sorry. But it's not as good. No, Whatever. it's not. Could you imagine if they started doing flavored french fries? Like the popcorn, but French. Oh, that's the next and step. Imagine dill pickle French fries. And just cold. for a second. Oh. Let that sit in your head for a half minute. I support this. The I'm dill, all right with it. The dill ranch popcorn dr- is and it's great. Ranch French fries. I don't know about it. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, and, and cold French fries are no different than the gross, like, okay, you're out popcorn no. kernels at the bottom no, that are no. so hard you're that you can't. Wrong. No, they're no. both awful. I can. So no. when, I, when we go and to the movies. At least you can chew one of them. When we go to the movies, we get the, no. like, the five of us. We get the big bucket, and then we'll get the refill and take it home, and we can eat it later. Because cold popcorn is still delicious. Cold french fries are gross. <laughs> 
Stop. First of all, you're we'll spending way dinner. too much money because popcorn is hella easy to make. <laughs> you're at the movie. And also two you get buckets. A, you get a free. But hold on. But you buy the popcorn to enjoy at the movie, not in the car ride home from the movie. I don't think. I think you missed part of the thing I said. So for the five of us, we have to get the big one to share. Yeah. And it's a free refill. I'm not paying additional money for more popcorn. No, but you are bringing home more sodium. Yes, we yeah. are bringing home sodium. <laughs> Do you get the fake butter on top? With the one that we eat there, yes. The one we bring home, no. We think this through. Uh, okay. uh, that That's the right decision. Well, you know, rookies. Um, <laughs> the last news story is sort of a, a weird news story. And I don't know if you guys have seen this circulating. I'm sure you have. But it's the, uh, the, the, the news story that... Um, someone pulled the sword from the stone yeah, in Disneyland. What? Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about this on the secret show because I have, I have well, thoughts. We can, we can do both. I didn't know this. Yeah, some big dude did that. It's supposedly. So it, yeah. all the websites that you see go back to WWNT, which mm-hmm. is the ah. site that makes up stories. Oh, good ah. point. So that story that they published, it was they, they supposedly interviewed somebody at the park and said, oh, yeah, a big guy named Sam pulled it out of the, the stone. Okay. And, and the Disney staff came and took them away. And I, I remember hearing this, and I'm like, there's no way this happened, because if it did, it would be all Mainstream. over Twitter. It would be all over Twitter. Just pictures of it would be Twitter. Yes, that's but a good point. There's literally no photos of it anywhere. So, And then a few days later, I uh, forget the guy's name, and I meant to look it up beforehand, but he's like a big Disneyland guy. I think he actually works at Disneyland. I can't remember. Matthew Galata or whatever. He's a big Disneyland Twitter guy. I don't know. I think he's kind of rude to people, but whatever. He has a lot of good information. He came out and said, no, it, the sword was just gone for maintenance whatever else you read about someone pulling out the sword is clickbait. It did not happen. I trust him over the other site that has literally been called out and proven to lie about stuff. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um, Don't trust anything. Just don't even look at their dumb site (laughs) because literally they just make stuff up. So you never know. Um, I believe Matthew over these these guys because – uh, Matthew's on Twitter, and he's like, "This didn't happen." These guys have Google Ads, and they want you to click on everything. So, well, and what makes just, me it, it's it's no it's nowhere on Twitter, nowhere on Instagram. You something like that? If right. someone just brute forced the sword out, it, that would right. people would be taking photos. Well, and what makes me very upset about this is that we already kind of didn't like this guy, or I guess I should say I, yeah. um, and. That's all the other articles are. I've clicked on two of them. Yeah. And all it says is WNT or whatever it is um, reports that. It's just reverberation of his article. Of the, yeah. And it's it's not anything new. This is what news is now. It's actually so disappointing. I hate it. I hate everything in it's, life. It's weird because like you can't. Newsweek reporting. You can't verify it because there was nobody there. Right. And so. How do you what, – what happened to you know journalism? It's not – I mean, look, we're talking about Disneyland, so who cares? But you you know that this would be in other, other places. You know that there would yeah. be photographic evidence. You, you just you, – you know that. And yeah. it's very disappointing that um, people are just still – there's this site still making stuff up. I well, and, and big news sources are picking it up. Yeah. And that's what really – Burns your burners. It really does. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're going to get out of here, everybody. Hang tight, like I said, about half an hour for the uh, secret show. We're going to be doing a good one, and it's going to be a lot of fun because they're all fun. You know what I mean? 
Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us in the chat room. I appreciate it very much. Um, don't forget to ask for the 21st Amendment beer wherever you find good craft beer like DCA. It really is the only beer that you can that you should be buying in DCA. Uh, it's good. I like it. And everything else stinks. That doesn't stink, <laughs> but 2 and a is just a little bit better. So anyway, check them out. 21st Amendment beers. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you in the parks. Mm-hmm.